Welcome, crew, to What Are Your Three, a Channel 3 podcast where we bring a guest from the Channel 3 community, talk through three games of their choosing, some honorable mentions, something from the future, and a few other odds and ends to have a video game discussion. Ray, at some point after 15 episodes, I should probably figure out a good way to do that introduction, but I'm leaving this in and rolling with it. As such, I'm Dan Tucker. With me, as always, is El Ray. Hey everybody, today's guest has already made an appearance with us on C3. She was one of the guests on our Triple Dare Thursday event. She has her own C3 reaction gif on channel3.gg. It is the Queen of Kong herself. Dearest Abby, most of the time with an I, sometimes with a Y. You can find her all over. Abby, say hi to everybody. Hi everyone, how are you? I'm very happy to be here. Thanks guys for having me on. And we're happy to have you, too, with your uh, Donkey Kong in the background there. I'd love to see it, first right. of all. For good ambiance, right? I got to derail this immediately because the audio slightly cut out there, and I'm leaving this. But, Ray, I need to know, when you mentioned Abby having her own graphic interchange format on Channel 3 about Somebody Gets It, what did you say that was called? It's a GIF. God. It's a GIF. I don't want to hear anything about it. The That's podcast is. is done. It's over. It's a reaction. We're done. We're done. It is a reaction. You click GIF, and hey, that's what you use. Abby, I have a question for you. Do you do you celebrate the holidays at all? Like Christmas, Hanukkah, anything like anything like that? Did you do that? Did you buy Christmas, people? Yeah. Did you buy anybody? A, your what was your favorite GIF you got for for the holidays? Uh, my favorite GIF was a jar of peanut butter. Oh, <laughs> got that. <laughs> Wait. Um, in Elephant and Piggy, the Elvis name is Gerald with a G. So don't tell me that G can't make a just sound. Ooh. There we right. go. But it's big graphics, time, big it, time books. It's not, it's not Gerald. Willems. It's not Gerald interchange format. You know what? Get back to the game thing. If, go, to, go to game listen, one. If Mo Willem, is it good enough for Mo Willem? It's good enough for me. Now, back to the games. Now, dear Savvy, the Queen of Kong herself. And we're going to go through games. So obviously, as the Queen of Kong, we're going to start off with game number one, which is... Of course, Champions of Narath and um, Diablo 3. So it's a duo there. Now I have to ask, are these two special in that category? Or is it more just the action RPG genre in general? Specifically those two, because I have fond memories of playing Champions of Norath on PS2. Uh, in high school with my friends, we would make our plan for the day, whatever we were going to go do, what side quests we had to go, but we would... Talk about it at school, at the lunch table. We would all ride in the same car, stop at the gas station, and then all ride over to my house and then pack up onto the futon. And we would all sit in front of the TV for I don't even know how many hours until my mom came upstairs and said, okay, time for y'all to go home, get out of my house. <laughs> and then they would move on and I would stay home and we would all pause, take the game, and then we would come up with our game plan for the next day tomorrow at school. That's just a really good memory I have specifically of Champions of Norath. Um, and I think that's where I kind of really found my love for RPG, hack and slash, dungeon crawler-esque games, because there's a slight challenge to some of them. You want to have a little bit of a game plan when you go into some of the higher bosses, kind of want to know what all of your abilities are at that point. Uh, but for the most part, it's just kind of taking your time through the game. And I think that's something that I still to this day enjoy about video games, not necessarily the challenge, but the story and just kind of taking my mind off of things for the day. And then once I was a young adult, it was Diablo 3. And it was very much so as the similar story. I had little ones at that point, And it was something to do besides maybe changing diapers or cooking dinner. It was just being able to sit down and Get as much loot I could going through one level or leveling up my character for the night. And I have very fond memories, and I don't know if my little ones remember it or not. 
I would give them an unplugged controller and then, you know, you would have an NPC with you and they would play along with mom. <laughs> and we would just do that for a little while to keep them busy and make me feel good that I was introducing them to something that I loved. So those are two of my favorite video games because of such fond memories. So with Champions, were you always playing with your friend? Did you ever like go solo adventure or was it like, no, I'm not going to play until we can get together and do this? Well, I mean, it kind of felt wrong if I were to start mm -hmm. a quest without them, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How dare I move on through the story without right. them? <laughs> did, you, with them. did you ever play? Cause I, now, here's a question. Cause I think this is a feature that just kind of flew over people's head. Maybe it was just me. Maybe I didn't know. But you could play Champions online if you had the special PlayStation 2 adapter and you plugged it in and you could play. And so I was wondering if you were one of the very few people that knew that the PS2 could play on the Internet, essentially. No, I did not know you could do that. But it's so funny you say it because I feel like maybe a couple of years ago I learned that the mm -hmm. PS2 had that capability. Like it was a very Stone Age time for I, I'm I'm just learning about these things I felt because PS2 had it GameCube had one or two games that you could buy an attachment you could play online you plug into an ethernet and I felt like they didn't no one told anyone that this was there but somebody knew I guess and so I needed to know if you were one of the people was, I definitely did not know Dan, it was us old know? it was us old people Ray in those times so we didn't the only reason we had ethernet was because we were at college otherwise none of us would have had ethernet so yes we knew but that was it i have to say right. i didn't know and at that point i feel like you've already found ways around you know you, you had the extra controller adapter so if you were playing with other people you were playing couch mm -hmm. co-op or you know locally dragging, all a, dragging a crt ways. yeah <laughs> right right Absolutely. you found other ways to do it that was the Xbox's big selling point, which you didn't have to buy the separate adapter. It came with the with the Ethernet port in it. They they tried to make that it was the point. that was the only one that it wasn't a secret. But I'm, I'm, as far as I know, the PS2 and GameCube, it was a secret that you could play online, and you just had to find out on your own, just like people find out cheat codes and all these speedrun stuff. It's just magically there. So uh, Diablo Four was announced now almost like four years ago, back in 2019. It's supposed to come out this year. Is that something that you would pick up and play it's like do you follow diablo stories was diablo 3 just something just to do because you need that time to not change diapers which i understand right. <laughs> i am honestly very excited for diablo 4 because i feel like fans of the series have been sitting on what teaser trailers mm -hmm. for how many years now and we got a brief glimpse of lilith what maybe two three years ago i feel like i remember seeing that right. very first clip and just thinking how beautiful that cutscene was and I was just talking about this I, I said I'm curious to know if Diablo is going to be heavily involved in this game with Lilith being featured so prominently in that trailer I'm curious to see if she's going to be the main antagonist or if she will just play a vital part in it. But I, I'm very much so looking forward to it. I have not one to typically pre-order a game, but I think this might be something that I have to go and do <laughs> quickly. <laughs> and so last thing, did you have a favorite class in Diablo? Was there one? Is there, is there a go-to class? I'm typically a barbarian. I like to rush in there and I like to do as much damage as possible. I don't want to have to strategically map out doing a bow and arrow from six clicks away. I don't want to mm -hmm. have to think about it. I just want to go in there and tackle my enemies and then be done. Actually, I feel the same way. If I have a choice, I'm like, can I just get a really big sword? 
So I can swing right. it hard. Like that's, uh, I'll be very happy about this. Right. So Ray led us down a path here, leading us to game two, Donkey Kong 4.2 rated on channel three, the arcade cabinet that relaunched what was a card company, what was a toy company into the era that we know it for today. The first question I have, how did this end up second on the list? You, we, we just said, give us three games. How did this end up number two? I thought we weren't even going to tell you to give us three. We we're going to tell you to give us two, but what happened here? Well, I think my nostalgia for the older games is so much more prominent. I just have longer lasting memories and I really only just began playing Donkey Kong in 2019. So it's still very new to me. While I do love it, the game is quite frustrating. And I, I like to think that my range is broader than Donkey Kong. I do like to play a wide variety of games, but DK is still my guy. So, all right. So tell me why, what happened in 2019? What led you there? And, and how did, how did you catch it quite? I mean, it seems like you've really got an idea of how the game flows. How, you know, and again, like you said, listen, it can get frustrating and infuriating, but if you can figure out the patterns, if you can kind of get the, the feel for how things move and how to rack the points up, what, what happened in 2019 that it bit you there? Right. So in 2016, I met my now husband and I actually met him at an arcade. <laughs> and at that arcade that night, they were having an arcade tournament and we just started chatting, getting to know each other. And in doing that, you're learning more about people. And he would play video games. And I would say, well, you can do that. I want to do that too, right? And fast forward through the years, I would play different games. And he set up a gauntlet for me for different games. So it actually started with Miss Pac-Man because I had that uh, at my grandparents' house when I was young. And he would say, okay, if you can reach this score, it would be pretty good. You'd do pretty well in a tournament. And it would be a different game the next week we would practice. And he would teach me how to play all these ones. Well, in doing that, it was really important for me to record my games. So I would stream on Twitch and I would play all of the different games through the gauntlet, whatever it was that week. And I would be able to watch them back and practice and see, okay, well, I did this wrong on this level. And it wasn't until I began streaming Donkey Kong that the Donkey Kong community kind of found me. And the way they, they would come in and they would offer advice for different levels and they would share my excitement whenever I would reach a new level. Uh, that was about 2019. So that's where I kind of landed on it. And then I remember very clearly... By the end of 2019, I was joking around saying I was so bad at Donkey Kong that I was the opposite of the King of Kong. I was the Queen of Kong. <laughs> and then I wanted to go into 2020 becoming better at Donkey Kong, practicing, earning the title of Queen of Kong. So it was kind of a gradual process of me finding Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong community supporting me and my husband teaching me all the things along the way. And then really just kind of finding my love within the community for this game and that kind of encouraging other players along the way because if you've ever played Donkey Kong it's not an easy game it can be troubling and people get really stressed out with it but I like to remind people I just started playing and if I can do as well as I do you put some practice in it I know that you can do good too Fair enough. That's actually pretty wholesome. I, the extent of my Donkey Kong knowledge in general, there's somebody named Mickey Wins who uh, Ray and I have played a plenty of Mario Kart with, who's got he's got plenty of high scores up there. So it, it's just it's a realm. I go in, I pop a couple quarters in, and I'm done. I I can't do much more than that with Donkey Kong. So I'm always impressed when you know watching people like you and and you've got it's on like Donkey Kong tag on Channel Three. You, you, it was do, a big yeah. night for Donkey Kong there with uh, the previously mentioned Triple Dare in there. It's always impressive just watching people who really know what they're doing making that game work so so what what's your highest score what what have you capped out at do you know currently my high score is two hundred and sixty two thousand six hundred. i'm happy if i get to 20 
<laughs> I, get a, I can get a couple levels in. I, I kid, but I, that, that's it. That's uh, that's it. So the other, th- you know, we, we were talking a little bit before this, you know, scrolling the scrolling the Instagram. Rest in peace again, Tomb Raiders. We had a little discussion that'll make its way to the uh, to the end of the episode here before we started. So what, what's the memorabilia situation? Look like you got some. Uh, you got. Some I good do. Gear I on. have some fun things up on top of my cabinet. So mostly, I'm, I'll move my mic a little bit closer so I can kind of look and I don't know if you guys can see. <laughs> I'll point some things out. Um, right up in front right here is actually a vintage, I can't remember the name of the company off the top of my head, but this is one of the stuffed Donkey Kongs, and he's actually in phenomenal condition. So he kind of sits and watches me play. Really happy to have him up there. To the left, just out of sight of the camera, is actually a framed 3D art piece of a Nintendo Donkey Kong classic cartridge. It's a 3D art piece and then underneath that and behind it, it's kind of a a printed background of Donkey Kong with all of the girders and all the fun things on there. And that was gifted to me by a group of friends online, the Retro Game Mafia. Um, And then over to the left, a few other things I've actually have behind my R2-D2 Tamagotchi is a Not Mame sticker and that's from Billy Mitchell's collection. And behind that are my cosplay awards. There's a bunch of fun things up there. Nice. Which, which is the one? You know, the family's out. Everybody's safe. What's the one? If you can only have one hand left to grab, grab one. What's the one that's coming with you? Oh gosh, I can't take Donkey Kong out with one <laughs> hand. Maybe if I bust the window behind me, <laughs> I can kind of hoist it up and out of there. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Probably this dust Donkey Kong, just because he's so dang cute and really hard to find. A lot of the stuff up here is sentimental value, but I think if I was going to have to sell stuff to replace everything I lost in the home, I might get a few bucks off of him. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's move on to the next set of games here. So you smuggled two in again here, combining, rightfully so, Star Wars The Force Unleashed 1 and 2, Got a 4.2 and a 4.0 rating on Channel 3. So tell me, uh, you know, of, of all the Star Wars games, and we're going to get to some more a little bit after this, but, you know, Force Unleashed, how'd that one end up making the list here? It is so good. I think a lot of times with retro games, they don't typically hold up to today. Something about them feels clunky. The controls don't always transfer over. And I will be very honest, I haven't played very many Star Wars games as a Star Wars fan that almost feels wrong to admit. But I was just on a kick after playing Fallen Order. I was like, I have, there has to be more that I think I'll love. And a few people suggested The Force Unleashed to me. And after doing some homework on both of them, there's actually available through Xbox, through the Microsoft Store, The Force Unleashed. You can get them on there now. And, and then someone had said that those were the best ports available because you can play it on PC but something about the updates to it doesn't feel quite right but after playing through that and seeing Starkiller's story I was just so taken aback like how has this existed without me knowing it oh my gosh if I would have played this when it first came out I would have just been over the top obsessed with Starkiller and Darth Vader and why isn't he canon and can we please make him canon that was I think that was one of those rough ones of the Disney merger I was going to bring that up of just like the you know no there's no this was one of the uh the things from the expanded universe that bit the big one the uh the the secret apprentice is no more right well you know people are kind of going back and forth on that because I don't did you watch this most recent Obi-Wan Kenobi series I did and well, I know Kenobi. What is what's the series that yeah, Andor? Andor. Excuse oh me. yeah, the and, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, in Andor, in one of the collectors' offices, you can see um, what some people. 
people say it's Star Killers or something very similar to Star Killers uniform that garb he wore. Yeah, I, I couldn't figure out what was Easter egg versus you know what are the things they can kind of sneak in there and I don't I don't know. Right. Kind of curious. I'm kind of I'm, I'm fingers crossed because I think Sam Whitward would just knock it out of the park if they ever got him in and they made a story for him. He would absolutely do phenomenal. So what was your there are that's a game that I don't necessarily remember the most of playing it, but I remember moments of that game. Like that's a game of just moments. Is is there a moment in that one or a particular section of that game that really sticks out to you? Because there's there's a few that I can think of that I'm like, okay, this is why they made this game. They're they're taking full advantage of a video game for Star Wars here. I think so in the first game, the very first opening sequence, you're playing as Darth Vader, which is kind of, if you're a Star Wars fan and you get to be Darth Vader in any sense of being Darth Vader, the sense of power washes over you in a game, right? And of course, as you're playing through the very first, it's just, there's no spoilers with this. You're just overpowered. One press of a button knocks out all of the enemies in your path. It's just so cool to experience. And then you begin the story as Starkiller. And then any time during a game when you play against Darth Vader, there's kind of the opposite reaction where you're like, oh my gosh, please don't hurt me. <laughs> you're always very wary of your moments and your or of your movements and all the things that are happening at one time. And there's a very specific moment, and I'm almost positive I have it highlighted on my Twitch, or at least at one point it was, where I was just so fascinated in the, in the moment as a Darth Vader fangirl. I was like, please don't hurt me. I just want to watch. I just want to see what you're doing. I just want to look at you for a minute. Please leave me alone. <laughs> see, that was that was the beginning. I never got into the comic books or, or I mean, comic books, I guess, have really just been since the Disney takeover also. But that was probably the first time where I think I had I veered away from my Darth Vader as a chump take because in the movies he historically has been and you know people don't know they're not like oh look at it look at him in Rogue One look at him in Obi Wan he's just tearing people throwing people off a ceiling I'm like he was a chump in the movies let's let's be realistic I, I can go into the Boba Fett take but that that game captured that pretty well though where you see just like okay this is what this is what could have intimidated you this is what in people's heads intimidated you with Darth Absolutely. Vader and they really captured that in that game. They did, and, and even more so in the second one, and I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a moment towards the end where you really just are taken back, and it almost, I don't want to say it breaks the fourth wall, but it forces you as a player to kind of, a player within the Star Wars universe to really consider how this rest of the game is going to play out, and that's something that I don't think I've ever really experienced before. There's just something so cool about how the second one plays out. And I will say the second game is significantly shorter than the first one. So if you're looking to experience something that still has a lot of action, a lot of story, but doesn't take a lot of time, 10 out of 10 on that one, just play it. You won't regret it. Well, thank you for walking us through your three games there in alliteration that I managed to say much better than I did by than I did trying to say breadcrumbs earlier in this conversation, which will not be a part of what you've heard right now. So that's a reference that makes no sense. But <laughs> that said, we're going to move into your honorable mentions and we're going to stick with Star Wars as we do so. And you previously mentioned Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. You know, I have to ask my first question you mentioned, you've got the... Uh, R2-D2 Tamagotchi hanging out up above you there. Where does BD-1 rank in Star Wars droids all time? Um, BD-1's cute. I would not say he's my favorite droid. I think that there are other droids that I think are far superior. (laughs) 
not to put down BD. He's really cute. I think he's great. But I would definitely... Droids like K2SO, I think, have such an element about them that BD cannot compare to. Do we get K2SO in Android Season 2? Like, everybody, everybody was waiting for it in Season 1 when uh, when, the, when the droid came up. You're like, wait, are we getting... No, wait, what's going on? Is it... Is, is it? Anyway, sorry, I'm veering off. Get back on track. Sorry, get back on track here. All right, so Fallen Order, that that that's another game where, you know, seeing this on your list and seeing Force Unleashed 1 and 2 on here, I have this sense of dread every time a Star Wars game is announced. I don't know why, but I feel like it's going to be a letdown. And it happened with Force Unleashed where I'm like, oh, come on, are we really doing this? This can't be that good. And then I play, I'm like, okay, this is pretty awesome. And the same thing happened with Fallen Order. Like, I, I took my time... I, I kind of skipped it. Finally, you know, the, the way I picked it up was I've, I've been trying and trying, trying for a year to get a PS5. And I heard from somebody like, you, know, you sign up for PlayStation Direct, but you have to make some purchases. And I hadn't bought anything with my PS4 in a while. So I, I paid for that and set up the download for it that had the PS4 and PS5 version. Anyway, I just have to say like the week after I did that, yeah, I got the PS5 at work. But finally, I cracked Fallen Order. And I, yeah, I've said it on here, so Ray's had to hear me talk about this before. But just that opening level of the game, I'm like, oh, the music. Music's playing and they've got this stuff off in the background there and you're you're moving around these star destroyers and everything that are being cut up and you get yeah i mean i'm just catching up my son and again i'm, I'm sending us off on a tangent here and forgive me for anybody who's shuts it off here but i didn't watch star wars rebels when it came out because i'm like oh look they're just doing some kitty disney show and i had friends who were telling me like no that's bad advertising you shouldn't have done that dave filoni's sneaking a really good star wars story in here he's just not telling anybody so finally a couple years ago i watched that with my son so i start getting all this inquisitor stuff in there and like they, they put all this in the middle of it i'm like this is awesome <laughs> Like, what happened here? So anyway, like, forgive me for that little detour there about the sense of dread about these games. But like, so tell me about this one. How how this fall in the honorable mentions? And I apologize if I took anything away from you there. No, it's okay. It's great. I love hearing, you know, any Star Wars fan interaction is so appreciated because no two fans have the exact same opinion. And it's they'll let you know that too. <laughs> and, and that's great. That's what I love about the universe and all of the fans. I think Fallen Order came up as an honorable mention because it's still so fresh on my brain. I have this sense and feeling of, God, I got to go back and get a hundred percent on each of those planets. There's more to discover. I feel like, you know, it's always like, ah, oh, he probably should go back and do this, you know, the backlog. But once you've already finished it, there's really no rush or urgency to go back to it. But there, it's just so beautiful and the elements of the game and different from The Force Unleashed, where in The Force Unleashed you're playing, you know, leaning more so towards the dark side, you know, in the Fallen Order, you're definitely a light side, you know, user. And it's really cool because the way Cal moves isn't very aggressive. He kind of goes with the flow for all of the things. And um, I just really enjoyed the story. And with the new game coming up, what, what is it, Rise? I'm, very, I'm sorry, I can't think of the title. Uh, Survivor. Survivor. I think with that coming up, I do have a feeling of, okay, now I really have to go back and play through all of it again, just so that I can kind of relive the story, relive all of it. And the whole Inquisitor plot, like you were just saying, is just peak empire, galactic evil, like all of the different variations and how far Darth Vader just spreads, how this universe interacts. is just wonderful. <laughs> I I really love it. I love the Inquisitors. I think the second sister is 
peak, and I almost wish that second sister was in Obi Wan and not third sister. I have some very strong. We're, we're, steer, about we're that. steering away from that one because that there's no good way that conversation is going to end. I can't. Move it. What what I was going to say though. So you hit on one of the things though that I can't resist with the game, but drives me nuts at the same time of just like trying to hundred percent the planets right you've got to backtrack once you've got new skills and go back and like i need that 17th lightsaber hilt that i'm never going to use just so i can yeah. say i collected it and and that's where i'm like i'm starting to lose my collectathon thing with some of these games i'm like come on take that if there's one thing i gotta ask and we'll get to this take take that out of there please i just want to get to the game but it's also because like you're looking around the corner i'm like oh i know something's in this corner i can't not go over to this corner and like oh no it's a lightsaber hill or it's an 18th poncho right the, the story's so good in that game of just like okay you know luke's growing up over here and like you see got all the stuff that like they're they're bringing up an andor over there or, or an obi-wan over here and like oh no there's an entirely large galaxy that exists away from tatooine and other people are trying to do the same things here too but anyway I, the one thing i was going to ask you about this one though so i i have messed up cameron monahan's name repeatedly while discussing this game so i'm making sure i say cameron monahan because i keep saying dominic monahan and, and messing up my fandoms with lord of the rings and i apologize to to all monahan's involved here <laughs> he's right there he's ready to go i need disney this is my plea and again i apologize for taking your time with this but That's I'm okay. going to let you know. ready to hear this. Cameron Monaghan's right there. The Last of Us is taking off on HBO, Disney. If you're going to give us a show, give us Fallen Order. Cameron Monaghan's right there. Let's go. Make it happen. Give it. Give us yeah. uh, Give us six episodes of Fallen Order. Really? You think so? You think it's? He's, you I, could do that? I didn't even think about it until he came out at the Game Awards. And I'm like, oh my god, I didn't realize it was the guy who was the Joker on Arkham, or in uh, whatever it was, the, the Arkham show on uh, Fox. I'm like, oh, they just, they just straight up used him. Let's go. He is there. He is ready. He's waiting in the wings. Let's, we're, we're dancing around it here. We've got this, uh, you know, Rebels timeline. He's there. Come on. Just give him, just give him the show, guys. Let's go. Give him the show. Right. I'd be curious to know because my only hesitation is a lot of Star Wars things, especially with lightsabers, a lot of that's very physical. Not to say that Last of Us probably running away from things. Pedro Pascal's really putting his work into it. But I think maybe Cal, I'm sorry, Cameron might not want to have to go through the montage of having to learn how to wield the saber and doing all of that. So getting a live action for that. Now, I could be underestimating him as an actor because plenty of actors have done it before and they've done fantastic jobs. But I don't know. The action we get out of Fallen Order is really cool. He has some pretty high expectations for wielding a saber. Yeah, it, it, it's funny too. So I was trying to figure out like, you, there's a lot of you know, a lot in that game where like, okay, if they strip it down, maybe it'll work. I don't know. I'm off my soapbox now. I'm carrying on. Goodbye. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say, I think The Last of Us is setting a very dangerous precedent because there's a lot of video games that the TV shows or the movies are really bad. Like, they're more bad than good. And all of a sudden, The Last of Us comes out of the gate and just everyone loves it. Like, I don't hear one bad thing about it. And so I was like, well, what else can we make? And it's like, well, let's not forget that most of it's really bad all the time. Let's, so I, let's like, I, would, I hope they come out with good stuff. Yeah, no no disrespect to, to Druckmann, but the, the guy who uh, is working with him on this that uh, made Chernobyl, he, uh, if you haven't watched Chernobyl, top tier show. So they've got they've got some quality work on work, workers it is. taking place of this year. So that, uh, that goes a long way show. here too. Yeah. So let me ask 
you guys this. I have not played Last of Us. My husband has. Oh. Do you think that we, we would be able to enjoy the show as a couple that has and has not played? Would I be missing anything so, because I haven't played the game? So I can tell you directly from experience. My wife ended up watching me play the back half of the game. My wife does not play video games. She has played some Rock Band. She has played some Mario Kart on the Wii. And that's that's about it. But... She watched the back half of the game when I was done looting and searching every drawer and was just kind of tearing through the back half of the game. And the narrative was fantastic. She was right here next to me. She had, so she had not seen the beginning of the game. And meanwhile, I'm over here nerding out like, oh my God, they, they are shot for shot recreating things from the game. They are, they, they did a lot of different stuff too, just for the sake of kind of the narrative and making it work for TV. And they actually did a really good job with the beginning, making you care about some more things and feel about, feel the world a little bit more. But I, I think there's no problem whatsoever. I can only speak from one episode of experience as episode two is currently on right now. <laughs> and that's my, uh, that's on my to-do list after this. But I can tell you from my wife who has never played it, does not play video games. She at least enjoyed the first episode thoroughly and she enjoyed just watching the back half of the game as a tv show as it was so we have been excited since they announced this most recent Maison and uh Druckmann pairing running the show we've been waiting for it so you you'll be okay wow. can't, can't okay go good thank you all right so we move on to novel mentions to another duo here is fortnite fall guys as a duo and so i have to ask right away because you host the anime and chill podcast uh, and with that, I have to ask Fortnite. They've got My Hero Academia skins. They have some Naruto costumes, some Dragon Balls. Super, technically, that's the version they have. How do you feel about seeing kind of like all these different things just being thrown into Fortnite? And here, you can buy this one. You can play with it. It's funny to see. Are you kidding me? I love running around as All Might and then transforming back to his human form mm-hmm. and hearing his big All Might laugh. That brings me so much joy and again like i was talking about being able to play as Darth Vader, being able to play as all might are you kidding me so <laughs> i get to see my guy it's so fun i bought i bought all of them the the, the second the second release i was like i need all of these right now i absolutely, I, I love it i absolutely love it i thought i was gonna sneak in and i was gonna like send ray a little a, a quick gift in fortnite by the time they had released it in the shop he had already hit it up by the time i saw <laughs> by the time i had seen it was on there and it's nice to hear you say you're happy to hear it because i hear it in my sleep at this point that i hear the deku punch charging up and i'm just trying to hide behind a canyon <laughs> I'm looking, I'm like, where I can may... I run and dive behind a canyon? That's my only shot at surviving now. Right, right. My, I may or may not have cursed that Deku smash um, very angrily several times over the last couple of months since they released it. It's very frustrating. It's great when you have it. When other people have it, not so much. <laughs> yeah, because you just hear it. It's this long charge up and you're looking like, where are they right now? Right, they see right. me. I don't see them. I'm just going to run in a random direction and hope for the best. Yes, that's exactly how it is. I was actually gifted the All Might skin and the weapon by a friend that I play with because he he knows how news he knows <laughs> how the item shop works. He knows that if you don't get it and you miss out on it, it could be forever and a day before they decide to put it back in. Mm-hmm. So that was gifted to me. Uh, and then I actually had my daughter plays now, and she has the Deku skin. So it's really fun when, if we get the chance to play together. It's All Might in Deku, and it's just it's just so cute. <laughs> As a My Hero fan, to see our mm-hmm. favorites running around together. I will giggle, though, because I don't see very many Bakugos or Ochakos, which is rightfully so, because they're kind of mid. <laughs> so are you playing... So 
Yeah, with Fortnite Fall Guys together, I assume these are just like good. You're having fun playing with other people, or or these solo adventures for you? I do mostly solo, so I will be very honest. I know that both of those are favorites here on Channel Three, which is great because I didn't know that there was such a community that loved these games as much as I do. I just kind of downloaded them for fun, and I only very recently started playing Fortnite. I think. Gosh, December is when I finally bit the bullet and said, okay, I'm going to start playing this. Um, but Fall Guys, it kind of had a resurgence in the last, what, year? Once it was free to play, yep. um, I think that's, I know, when I jumped on it. And I was seriously nonstop because it was just so addicting to see these little jelly beans bounce off the walls and do all of their tricks and all of their silly things. It was round after round after round. And they make it so easy to just, oh, well, a few more points and you'll get this next little skin and a few more points you can get this little hat to go on your character. I love that. And then um, I just said, fine, I'm going to try to play Fortnite. And I did, and I love it. And when I do, I play, I typically play solo and it'll be, you know, candid moment. I think I do better solo because I sandbag in my teams. They're always usually like, okay, we're headed this way. Can you come along with us? I don't usually get very many eliminations when I'm playing on a team, but... I'm great if you need me to heal you from behind this rock over here. So since you just started, but you know, Fall Guys has been around for a while. Have you been sucked into purchases? Because I'm, I've gone down a really deep rabbit hole lately, especially with these Fortnite skins. They just know. It's not healthy. Yes. No, I, I did purchase Fennec Shan skin and I was, I think, I don't know if I purchased Leia or Leia was gifted to me. But it's just so fun because it's, oh, my friend is going to like this skin. Let me just go ahead and give them that one. And I like this one. It's it's just the back and forth. And you kind of start losing track of how much you've spent on it. It's not cheap. Think about it. No, it's not. And it's I always okay. say, I'm not, like, not going to pay for this because it means it's absolutely meaningless. And then, and then I paid and then I did it again. And then I kept doing it. And it's... It's dangerous being an adult. Let me tell you, with adult money. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's worse things you could spend money on, you know. Sure. Probably buy stuff, more toys and stuff that you don't need. But Fortnite skins, you're going to use those. I'm going to use them. Cycle through that skin. I rotate. Right, right, right. I rotate through them. Um, I was going to say, I think it's just so enjoyable because there's so many different people that play different ways you know if you're playing on a team in Fortnite, you might have one person that's really aggressive with their game style like they are running in there and they are just blasting through everything and they've got a better aim than you do and it's really cool to kind of carry the team from behind or be the healer or whatever it is and something that i appreciate about the game i get really motion sick for first person games so games that are popular mm. like Overwatch, or I think Apex is another one. I really want to get in on that action, but because of the camera and the way that it works, I've got maybe 30 seconds into the game before I've got a giant headache. I can't do it. So Fortnite's a lot of fun because I can get in the game, I can enjoy it, I can control the camera, I can get a broader view, and I can sit through 10, 11 rounds. Oh my gosh, (laughs) that sounds like so many, but they go by so quick sometimes. And, you know, still have a good time throughout it. Frustrating or not, I'm still going to hit ready up. <laughs> Listen, I'm just going to say they better take this stinking Marvel event back down because if my kids come to me one more time, I, I, I try to control the V-Bucks as pe- best as possible. My son's spent some of his own money on it, but if they come to me begging for one more of these Marvel skins, I, I don't think there's many left for them trying to beg for, but this Marvel event's got to be done. 
Just one more. Come on. Just just, one that's more. exactly what it is. It's just one more. Just one more. Just one more. That's it. Just, uh, just 200 more V-Bucks. Just 500 more V-Bucks. I have to have this one emote, please. All right, let's swing back. I'm, I'm taking us back to Star Wars. So we, we talked about uh, you know, Fallen Order. Let's talk about Survivor. We're going to talk about a game you're looking forward to. This one's on a, a whole mess of anticipated lists. Obviously, my own is included on Channel 3 for having this in here. Uh, you know, So let's let's talk about this uh, Jedi Survivor of the games we're looking forward to. Why is this one at the top of the list? I had so much fun with Fallen Order. I cannot wait to see where they take this story. You know, I, I wonder where they're going to have it in the timeline of the Star Wars universe. Um, because we had the second sister and we had ninth sister in this game. We know where third sister is at a similar time in this Star Wars universe. Uh, I'm wondering if she will make an appearance before or after this, where she falls into it. If she'll make, if she'll even be there. I'm wondering if we're going to have any of the other brothers show up in this game. We had one of the brothers show up in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I'm curious to know if there will be any of the brothers showing up in this upcoming Star Wars game. And I think I just want to know where the graphics have gone, because I feel like Fallen Order isn't that old. It's still relatively new. It's on the newer spectrum, and it is still, with all of the updates, extremely beautiful. So I am curious to see how lifelike some of these cutscenes are going to be or feel or, you know, the saber sounds or the saber movements, what other things they're going to add to this universe that we haven't seen before or niche changes to the things we have seen and allow us to enjoy even more. So I'm, I'm really glad I was, I was really getting worried there for a moment because I realized the, the force unleashed is a 15 year old game now, but when you called it retro earlier, I was kicked square in the old age when you did that. So when you started talking about this one, that's only a few years old. And I was worried like, Oh my God, is she, she going to call the one right before this retro now and really kick me in the teeth or okay. No, okay, no. We're, we're good. We're good. Yeah. I mean, even I, I did the PS five upgrade for that, which I know they really just kind of, you know, hit a couple buttons and up the textures on. But like you said, I, I can't imagine what they've got coming with us now with the unleashing the full power of the next gen systems on this one. We're really curious to see how this looks. And the one other thing when they ask you for this one on the record, what, What's your take? So we got, we'll call it an Obi-Wan cameo with the holocron in Fallen Order. Do we sure. do we have, do we have, uh, what, what's the biggest, uh, do we get an Obi-Wan in here? Do we get, what do you think we're going to see? Do we, do we see a little more, a uh, little more tapping into canon or? Well, with the way the Obi-Wan series kind of fell through, we had a moment where, and I'm going somewhere with this, trust me, where we kind of realized Obi-Wan lost himself. Right? So we kind of have to figure out, okay, if Obi-Wan's sending out messages to people in the galaxy, clearly he's been able to find himself again, right? That's what I like to think. So I would hope maybe he's making a cameo, whether as a holocron. I can't imagine he would be in person, maybe, possibly, but I also feel like the bar with that would also be we'd see a very young Luke. Yeah, they they already broke canon with the Obi-Wan show, so they can do whatever they want with that at this point. Yeah, so it's really kind of, and that's me, I don't ever like to get my expectations or think too hard about what could or could not be, because then I end up disappointing myself. I say, oh my gosh, we're going to see a young Luke in this game. That's the only possible time frame that they could be in, right? And then this sister's still alive, and then this character's still alive, and they, they could be in this game for sure, no problem, right? No, it can't do that. So I think specifically what I'm really looking forward to this is just 
maybe the different planets, because I love Dothamir. We've already went to Dothamir. We've already explored that. How many other planets will we be able to explore in this new game, graphics-wise? And then I would almost kind of like to have a moment where Cal questions what he's like, you know, obviously we want to have the force for good. We want to do all of that fun stuff, right? But like, I love when a character has this internal struggle of, should I really be doing this? Is this really right? I love that in a storyline. So I'm, I'm hoping maybe, I don't know, <laughs> I would like to see that moment. And the other future game you have is one that's it's so funny because I, I actually own this game still because my wife owned it. It's just a random game she had. Lollipop Chainsaw Remake. Now, I'm going to give... I actually I looked into it. It's supposed to be coming out this year. Is uh, it really? That's what it says. It's supposed to be coming out sometime this year. They didn't say when. They just said this year. So maybe it won't be. But they said this year. It has to have new music because of licensing issues. So they got to put new music in. And music was, I feel like, one of the, like, the really big parts of it. Because you just love rocking out with it. And they're updating it and making, quote unquote, realistic graphics. Which I don't know what that means or how I feel about it. Because I felt like there was a very, you know, distinct style to how they did it. And it was purposely made. You know, it's a really outlandish game on purpose. It has these low reviews because I feel like the reviewers just don't want to accept. Like some games just have to be silly. Like it's okay. It can be over the top. And, you know, you can be the high school cheerleader with a giant chainsaw fighting zombies. Like that's okay. That's the game. We get it. It doesn't really make sense. So, you know, tell me. I, I, this game's so much fun. Tell, like, tell us about Lollipop Chainsaw. It is a lot of fun. And I think sometimes people don't understand the term campy. Like, people take campy and say that it's bad. It's not bad. It's campy. It's if campy. You get it, right. If you get it, great. If you don't, then it's just not for you. It's just, like you said, silly. It's like a chainsaw-wielding high school cheerleader that has to fight zombies away from her magic family all while having her boyfriend's her head, her head, right, just talking to her the whole time with power-ups that involve him yep. on a chain sometimes, helping her fight. Like, how outlandish can this get? And I think some of the antagonists in this game are equally as campy. Some of the lines that they have or the skins that you could earn, it's just so over the top. And I think with and this will be makes perfect sense. You know, we're looking forward to the realism in this next Star Wars game, or we're looking forward to the realism in this updated game, or, you know, all of these other things. I think it's almost like combining the best of all of the worlds. Like, we love how silly Fortnite is with being able to run around as All Might, right? Who isn't going to love running around as a chainsaw-wielding cheerleader? It's just goofy. And I think uh, you're very correct in that the soundtrack needs to be updated. I think with all of the music that's come out since it was released, I'm very eager to see who's going to be on this soundtrack and who is, I, I want to hear, because I'm sure there's probably NDAs right now. Like they can't talk about who's going mm -hmm. to be on this in the upcoming thing. I wonder who's going to say, well, we heard this was coming out. We had to jump onto that. You know, who else is equally as excited about this as a creator to help bring this project to life? And I'm curious, I think they said, is her name Tara Strong? Tara Strong, is she coming back as the voice of Juliet? Well, from I what so. I, from I what I like saw, yes, she's adding some things to that. But the other creator, like James Gunn, was one of the two people behind it. Like he's not involved in the update, mm -hmm. which that scares me for the soundtrack because the guy has just put out killer soundtrack after killer soundtrack for everything. And I mean, obviously he's busy, but yeah, she's she's doing some new stuff for this apparently. 
Allegedly, it's I should say. so cool. I'm very, very excited. It's just so goofy. And I think it almost feels like it was a game geared for girls. Like, I know I'm just, my cousin, another female person, gamer girl, was just so excited for this game. And I think that's something that anytime I ever post about it or talk about it, all these gamer girls are like, oh, I love this game. You know, we've got a female protagonist who's kicking and isn't afraid to do so in the most outlandish way possible. Like, you know, with Champions of Norath, sure, the female barbarians are over-sexualized where they're running around in their metal bikinis. That makes sense. Well, why wouldn't you just put a cheerleader outfit on and still have her kicking you know, with the super cute shoes and oh my gosh, I could just talk about it for forever and the zombies being so gross and how you earn lollipops as power-ups, all of the things. I think they're just going to take this game and make it super, super, super. And as I previously said, I didn't want to get my hopes up about things. I feel like this is a really hard thing to mess up because it's already so well-loved. Just updating all of it really shouldn't be a challenge and we'll still love it. Yeah, they want to add some, I know they want to add some new gameplay, but the, I think the real push is they basically say, you know, a lot of people can't play the game. And I think it's because of all the music licensing. So they can't they can't just put it out on Game Pass or things like that. So that's like their real push. Like we're going to buy the license so we can put new music in so we can enjoy the game with, you know, the revamp soundtrack, essentially. And uh, that part, I think it's I'm, awesome. That was I'm that was a game. I'm gonna rock out with this extremely vulgar female antagonist, and like it's okay. Like we all like we're doing it on purpose. We know it's on purpose, right? We're not pretending like oh this is a normal thing. No, purposely doing this, and we all want you to know we're purposely doing it, right? And it's all of the different boss battles. It they're just so different. You know, it's not just another oversized bad guy mm-hmm. who's gonna beat you up. They've got one guy who's in an arcade, one guy who's uh, at playing at a rock concert. They have all these different bosses and they're just all so intricate and the lines that she has like oh you're just so disgusting like (laughs) when have we ever heard a protagonist say some silly things Mm. like that gross (laughs) all right we're almost to the end i've got one more question from you on my end one of the things that we do during the course of the podcast we take one of the quests one of the questions from the history of channel three and we bring it here for discussion and the one that we picked for you from your history what is the most ridiculous premise for a game i hate this game so much it's telling lies it is please if you have not played telling lies yet don't waste your time it is the stupidest concept for a quote unquote i'm doing air quotes because it's not a real game it's so stupid play the premise is you play as a man who's gone undercover no let me backtrack some because that's not a really good description you are some kind of fbi agent who's doing backtrack work on a man who went undercover for some kind of interrogation thing. And just, if I'm going to be very honest, he can't keep it in his pants, okay? He's got so many different stories, and it's your job as this original FBI detective to figure out which order the story goes in. And the longer you spend on one storyline will determine the end story for you. It's stupid. It's a time suck. Just go ahead on the internet and type in all of the keywords you need to search to get to the end of this stupid game and just breeze through it and get your game points and then be done with it. There. (laughs) 
if it helps, there's a movie called Missing that does the same. It's like because most of it's just like it's a desktop game, right? Like you're just you're going through yeah. video files and stuff. There, there's a movie a few years ago with John Cho called Missing. Just watch that. It's the same thing. And apparently they're making another one this year too. So ha- just just have it that. Save yourself the game. I will be honest. There's times in the game where it breaks the fourth wall, where it reminds you that you are playing as a person. So you know maybe the will jump onto the desk and will kind of jump onto the keyboard and accidentally type in things that you didn't, you know, as the player type in yourself. So that's kind of cool when it does something like that, or you can see the time on the desktop rolling through and you realize, okay, you've been burning through this much time. That's probably the only saving grace for this game. But really, if I'm an FBI agent discovering this man's life, I think there's better things to do with government money. Sorry, not sorry. No, that was that's that's great. That's great how this all comes out to a game. It's like you know the government should spend their money to pay. If this if this game is somehow showing us how it's done, it's not good. No, I like it. Right, my last question then is your favorite Channel Three feature. I love logging on every day and collecting my daily XP. That is just so rewarding. <laughs> I love going in and I'm wondering, okay, what's today's XP going to be? Is it going to be a five? Is it going to be a 10? Is it going to be a 50? What's, you know, what could it possibly be? I love logging on and doing that. And then I think the entire setup of the website, I know specifically it would be logging on the daily XP. That's a lot of fun. But I like how user-friendly the entire website is. If I'm looking for a specific game review or if I'm looking to check something, it's very easy to find that. And I just kind of love scrolling through everyone's feed, you know, daily who shared what. That's always really cool to kind of go through. And I love that it's all gaming-centered. Most social media websites feel like a a bunch of noise. Like, it's, you know, on Instagram, I might get somebody's grandmother's recipe, and I don't really want that if I'm just trying to play video games. You know, I want to see what somebody just got for their, you know, daily score on Fortnite. What, you know, how many wins they got for the day. That's what I'm looking forward to. And I love that Channel 3 is a highly concentrated version of that. The Daily XP has too big of a factor on how my mood is in the morning. <laughs> that, that When I get that grade five, that's a, that's a good 15 minutes that I have to reset now for the day. Abby, just, it, it, it just hurts looking at it. Ray, Abby, it's it's been worse for me because you know, my son's got an account on there and like he, like he likes answering questions and he'll play in the events on Wednesdays with us. And I have been kicked in the teeth twice with him because did you know there's a legendary XP that's worth 333? I've never gotten it. He's gotten it twice. Twice. I thought it was fake the first time someone put a picture of it. I thought it was a joke. I still haven't gotten it. I'm not legendary or ultra legendary as it shows. Oh, that's right. That Ooh. one's ultra legendary. The ultra legendary. Ooh. Maybe one day. <laughs> and with that, we've made it to the end of another episode. Thank you, dear Stabby, for being with us tonight. You can find the podcast at c3.gg slash podcast. They drop every Wednesday morning at 3.33 a.m. Eastern on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. I am El Ray. Dear Savvy was our guest. Dan Tucker puts this whole thing together. And now executive produced by Joel Willis. He's given us the full thumbs up. Get ready to see some clips and videos and whatnot. Have a good day, everybody. So Ray planted plenty of bread. So Ray planted plenty of breadcrumbs. <laughs> I told you we're rusty, okay?
said what? Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah that one's, I'm sorry. That one's not making the cut. Uh, okay, deep breath. It's that, ga- it's that gas station y'all have down in uh, that greater area. What, what do you want? Um, got it, got it. All right. <laughs> all right, so Ray planted some seeds, led a trail of bread crumbs. God! <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing with you. I'm laughing with you. Yeah, <laughs> is 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 bread Jones. Right, right. <laughs> are you lots of are wine, you right? still doing the anime podcast? I am. Yeah. Okay. Is this somewhere other than YouTube? Because YouTube, I th- oh, never mind. I just looked in the wrong place. No, it's okay. So it's a little difficult to find on our YouTube because we just opened up designated anime and chill YouTube mm-hmm. page just early or like late last year. Everything else had been broadcasting on his channel. Got and it. we had a conversation where we said, we really, you know, people are going to be looking for this, but it's going to be on your channel. We kind of have to push it towards its right. own thing. And we had a conversation not long ago. We thought maybe we wanted to open up our own Twitch page for it. Mm-hmm. And that way it's just, you know, when you try to spread social media stuff you have to hit all of the platforms otherwise you're just a drop in the bucket of everything right okay good no because i was gonna that was going to come up in a question and i didn't want to ask a question and be like oh yeah that doesn't happen anymore oh no it does (laughs) really working hard on it okay by the way i was listening to some of it on a random episode were you really Yes, I was listening to the take about how you don't want to read the mangas because then the the big drops of the anime you don't feel the same Right. You guys, you guys were talking about Demon Slayer and Ren and Ren Goku, and I was, Ugh. and as you talk about, it, I was like, yeah, if I had read it first before watching it, it would have been really like I would have felt so bad, like knowing what was going to happen. Right, but even truthfully, I think if I had read it and pictured it in my mind and been sad in the story, I think there's something to be said about. Maybe not the voice that you picture what they sound like in your head and maybe something about the agonizing or the Mm. agony in their voice. I think it still would have been pretty devastating whether or not you knew it was coming. And I I can't read ahead because one, I'm impatient. I'm already going to want to get through everything. (laughs) And two, I don't like spoilers. Mm -hmm. But I think... One of my resolutions for this new year is to read more. And I feel like some of the mangas take forever to get to where we are in the anime that I think it would be fine. I could probably get through mm. half of the story right. before I catch yeah. up in the anime. So, I don't know. It's kind of I 50-50 you. right now for me. Whether I, read I think Demon, Also, I think Demon Slayer is the best animated show right now. Isn't it incredible? It's my, it's my favorite. When it comes to what it looks like, I th- it's my favorite one. The art style is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I've had this conversation a few times recently with people. A lot of times, anime shows will peak after their first season. Season two always kind of feels like it drops out some. Mm-hmm. So, Or the flip side of that coin is you only get one season of a really good anime. And I think that's because the bar is so high. People really yeah. enjoyed it. They're not even going to try to come close to it. Well, now with Demon Slayer, they're two for two on their seasons. I don't know if you've watched the second I, season. Yeah. Okay. They, it, got, it, they've gotten better. The show got better. The show got better. Remarkable. Mm-hmm. Remarkable. And it's just, we're supposed to be getting a new season this year. And yes, people we are. Rumoring that March is when it's supposed to come out, or a trailer mm-hmm. going to drop, or something, and there are really high expectations for it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and not even like people say high expectations. No, it's astronomical. It's no, the way the last season ended. Yeah, I just I don't know how it goes. I don't know how it goes up because they have they don't do downtime. 
No. You know, you do a show like My Hero, well, they'll they'll put you on a peak, and then they'll do a whole season of, like, the summer, you know, band. And it's like, okay, good, this is funny, we relax, whatever, and now we'll come back to it. Demon Slayer never relaxed. Can I just, that is my soapbox argument with My Hero right now. How, how, I, Dan, I don't know if you've watched My Hero or if you're an anime fan, but explain to me if you just watch a whole crew of heroes fight off a whole crew of villains mm-hmm. and then you mean to tell me the next story arc is band camp it's band camp basically they, uh, they would probably lose me if i watched it because i'm like i don't have time but for but that's but <sighs> so, but this, that's something a lot of animes do that and they just want they just want you to accept it that once they won't they go through all this trauma because they're still kids or whatever we can still spend a day at the beach because this is what normal people would do and you know what they should have done they should have reordered it Put us through band camp first, then show us or, or you know, give Deku his powers or whatever mm-hmm, it is, mm-hmm. and then show him at band camp. And then you got to have the good stuff for a while. And then I don't know if you've watched the whole the Brava and Gentle Criminal thing. They lost me. Mm-hmm. I hated every second of that. That was terrible. <laughs> I hated season I think they're on season six now. Is it season yeah, six? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on it. The, I mean, the, okay. It's up. It's picked. It's. Like that, yes, the gentle thing. They add, you know, Deku adds a power in through all that stuff. I, but, I don't care. It's not enough for me to go, <laughs> wow, Deku, you've really grown. Yeah, it, but it picks, like, I'm, I'm all in on it. Okay, like, well, good, this, because I'm, on, I'm stuck on season four, and it's like, Jesus, how much training can you all get? Yeah, you yeah I know. Oh, okay, well, good. Now forever. that you see that it picked up, it really I, seems like you're into it. I'm going to have to give it another uh, shot. Uh I'm in. I'm in on it for sure. Now, again, I think they do a little weird season thing again where they turn into My Villain Academia. They they titled the show My Villain for a little bit. Really? Yes. Okay. And so they just give you the perspective on the other side for a while. Okay. And some of it's interesting and some it's like, okay, c- can I go back to the to the heroes that the show was about kind of thing? So it's so a little bit. Five. Can't remember if it's four or five. I've, it's some okay, somewhere in there. Gotten there yet? But I do. I have seen lots You'll of know. cosplayers doing mm-hmm. my or evil Deku or evil whatever it is, and I've always been like, that's kind of. He, a cool I believe thing. that's the next season. Like the what? Like the the, the current opening song okay. has like a dark Deku kind of thing, but nothing in the show has happened like that yet. Okay. All right. Yes. But you'll you'll know when you're there because the show will literally the theme song will say my villain academia. Okay, I'm very interested now. It's getting my attention. I just started watching Spy Family with my kiddos, and that's actually really cute. I'm getting. I need to watch that, that one. one. I was very to watch cute. It. I thoroughly enjoy the dub. Sometimes I watch a, the subtitle. I, I mm-hmm. kind of tend to enjoy that more. Um, but because I'm watching it with my family, I just started mm-hmm. on that. Uh, and Chainsaw yeah. Man. Chainsaw Man's another really good one. I got to yeah. In the 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 picture looks so silly. Go for it. Go, just right. watch it. Just sit through it. And I will be very honest. It is very silly at mm-hmm. times. Not family friendly. Save that one for yeah. yourself. You don't. You don't um, say with chainsaw man. Nothing I've seen with that one. Nothing I've seen with that one said like yeah maybe for the no, yeah. Maybe the guy who tried blades for the hands. Yeah, 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 the my giant, toddler, yeah. right? <laughs> I, I say as someone whose wife convinced him to take their nine year old to the murder doll movie today. Uh, yeah, no, that one's not. Uh, How was it though? 
I'm not a slasher guy. They loved it. Okay. This this was my son's first like movie theater horror movie. So that's fun. It was. It's it's very soft. It's not. uh, You know. It's it's a PG thirteen. You can see you can see the seams if you're looking. We're like, I see what they did to make this. And it was a brilliant Mm -hmm. move on their part because then it got them to get the people taking their near ten year old to to their first horror movie in the theater kind of thing. So right. It's it's a silly little thing. Okay, but it's getting pretty good reviews all the way around. I don't think I've ever seen or heard anyone say, oh my gosh, it was trash. No, no, So I'm I'm excited. Maybe I'll go look at it tomorrow. Ray, I got to tell you, Ray... (laughs) You made you made the easiest mic check that's ever happened here. That's also I, gonna be a fun. That's also gonna be like a fun ten minute after the episode thing that gets thrown on. Yes, yeah, so, you know there there are certain topics that I can talk forever on, and a- anime and why I, it's I just, just love, the best kind of thing. Ever I was going to say I loved Ray putting his demo tape out there trying to get a guest spot on the anime podcast. That's uh, <laughs> reach out to me. Are you on Instagram? I'm most active on there all the time. Reach out. We'd love to have you on. I'll send you a message. I, I just I jumped on your thing too. I, I jumped on the Instagram page. I went down. Very a, good. I went down around. Did y'all speaking of that? I had the worst tragedy today. I posted about it. What was that? I saw that. What happened? <laughs> My old dog, because there's no other name for him right now, got into my original PlayStation collection. I have had this thing for over 20 years. I've moved in and out with boyfriends, different houses, state to state, all the different things. I have been able to keep this forever. And today it was finally destroyed. And I have been, Oh no! I've lost family members. I've lost pets. I've lost important documents. I don't think I've ever been as upset about anything until this happened today. And I am just so devastated. Did the dog just like go into the sleeves and just right. go okay, for a so snack? Like, what ha- how did this happen? <laughs> uh, so where I'm at in the house would be considered the formal dining area, right? But it's just got all of our arcade machines and stuff. Um, so it's got French doors that lead into an office and then a smaller traditional size door frame with French doors for the kitchen and the big French doors stay closed all of the time, but the little kitchen doors obviously kind of swing open and close all the time. They never close all of the way. Well, little just made his way on in here and he's done it before. And usually it's just like, I have paper flyers for conventions that I've gone to and I, I couldn't care less if those get eaten. And he actually did eat my Barbie super sports disc. He kind of chomped into that one, but it wasn't, you know, it's destroyed, but I don't know that I was ever really going to play it again, so I wasn't as bothered by it. But he just kind of helped himself to where it is, and I've got some giant bookcases, and there they are, right on the bottom shelf, right where you can get him into him. I just Rest made it. the mistake of not shutting the door all the way, I guess. You should, the good thing is you should be able, so was that a, repl- did you have the replacement one posted as the second? No, that okay. is the same one. That was the original. The one that oh. I, yeah, that's the original Rest in Peace. His. You should at least at least Tomb Raider. You should be able to get a hold of that one. That shouldn't um, be a bank yeah, breaker. I'm, like God help me trying to find this. Like heaven forbid, like a Chrono Trigger Super Nintendo cartridge went down. You'd be yeah, hundreds no. of dollars out, and like there's no way to get that. Yeah, I'm fairly certain that my husband has already ordered the replacement. So yeah. he was he <laughs> was shortly. he was on the channels. It's uh... as soon as he heard me. Screaming! I was—I don't think I've ever gotten as angry or mad about anything. Cussing at the dog in eighteen different languages. The demons were just rising out of my body. I was on another plane of existence. <laughs> I'm kidding. I really wasn't that possessed, but it's okay. Like it. It's worth it. 
I'm well, glad that I am amongst people who can appreciate we, right, devastation. You, yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm I, hearing that has me concerned. We're get, our, our plans to get a dog in the summertime. And that's uh, getting, oh. getting, a, getting a new puppy and training a new puppy is going to be something. <laughs> it's so it would have been fine. It would have been okay. It's just if I had just shut the door, like it's just like baby proofing. You know, you put yep. things away, and once they're away, you don't have to worry about it anymore. And I already had an incident, and part of it is shame on me for not putting them just a little bit higher where he couldn't get to him. But at the same time, it's like, I just fussed at you about something else, dude. What is wrong with you? Do you want to have a house? See, the thing is, see what they have to do is they have to do what Nintendo did and go put like uh, whatever they they had to do taste tests on the Nintendo switch cartridges. So that way kids wouldn't eat the switch cartridges. They, I've never tasted one to test what I've, uh, my understanding was, but they should have done that with the Tomb Raider disc. Like put some kind of stank on it. The dog wouldn't want to deal with. Right. Oh, I think the dog is probably very fearful of the arcade. Now he probably will never come near this room ever again. Knock on wood. Right. Yeah. Should knock on the donkey Kong for that. Knock on donkey Kong. Right. Oh, well, too, so. <laughs> we're supposed to be recording a show or so- something like that. Yeah. I right, yeah. <laughs> so I, I apologize. It, right? I, I apologize because I'm going to hit the brakes on this for a minute. 